0: what's going on everybody you've got the car board coaches here with your boy coach, coach. and it's
1: the friendly neighborhood cartel back after a long break
0: you sure did and uh i guess we should preface right off the bat welcome to season two welcome it's gonna be fun and Almost one year to the day when we started recording, we taken a few weeks off to focus on our own mental health. We had a big show two weeks ago now, or was it last week? Man, time has flown.
1: Really? I think, two, I think weeks
0: ago. two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. And at least for myself, it was the first actual big show that I've been to. And what's kind of cool about the fact that we were both at the show, we were in different roles and we're going to go in depth about those roles and what, what I mean by those roles, (laughs) because it was, I I want to say two very different experiences. I mean, like we haven't really talked in depth, you and I yet, but I mean, I can imagine it probably was um, at least from the perspective of someone who's never been to a big show before. And let me tell you, it definitely gave me the itch to go to more big shows. So, um, But I do really want to hear your experience as a dealer at the biggest sports card show in Canada, um, arguably the second biggest in North America. Um, and I mean, this is your, your what na- na- uh your, what expo, like what, which, which expo is this for you?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, cause there's so many, I went to when I was uh really young buck, uh, that I would say I'm probably in the double digits, uh, Really? As far as, you know, as far as, uh, setting up, uh, maybe fourth or fifth, Damn. um, always in different variations. Um, this one obviously was special because of the fact that there had been a two year layoff. Yeah. Uh, and was a big deal for people in Toronto who had had to deal with one of the, you know, most intense lockdowns in the world, really. And not being able to go to your local card store uh, at a minimum and forget about smaller shows. And, and of course, the Expo is our version of the national. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, for me, uh, it was a, g- a great chance to see just basically what, how this was all going to kind of uh, play out in terms of uh, the reaction, the attendance, again, with all of these variables that we have to deal with, that maybe certain parts of the States that, that they don't have to deal with yeah. when it comes to mandates. There were a lot of questions uh, about, uh, you know, particularly when it came to attendance and um, I was in a unique situation, which I'll get to. There's a lot of people actually, who've been waiting for some of my comments. I'm glad that we're doing this a few weeks down the line so that we yeah. can be uh, level-headed and diplomatic about it. Um, Steve, the guy that runs the expo, uh, I, I recall, I don't want to put, uh, you know, words or principles on anyone, but, you know, he was very, he, he was kind of fundamentally, you know, fighting for the right to have the expo take place. Yeah. Uh, I remember that early on. I remember, you know, in a lot of his communications, there was frustration, of course, right? But there was also this, you know, kind of awareness that people people want this and it's yeah. important. And, you know, give us a really, really good reason why we can't do this in a, you know, in, in a safe way right? Not, not, not something haphazard. I'm not suggesting that at any point, anyone wanted to just jump into things. Yeah. But, you know, do it in a safe manner and have it happen. You know, things like people's just for people's mental health, for For sure, feel like things are normal and community, right? So Steve uh, has always done a great job. I believe uh, Steve and his, and his outfit has been running the expo for a few years now um they they run a bunch of shows and uh yeah they they do a good job dealing with Canada's biggest show and there were some unique elements to this show this year in terms of the layout and you as a, a newcomer wouldn't have really caught on to that yeah for you is here's a big show here's what it is i'm sure that along the way particularly on the weekend uh, when you were around that you probably saw there was a strange kind of layout and it wouldn't really have dawned on you if it was different, but it was extremely uh, different.
0: I'm going to be real with you. I, I got lost several times. Like I got right, like, right. I, I found myself, I was like, I, I'm in a hallway. I'm in a, like a, a room that feels like it's been constructed. Like I was, uh, I was like, varying temperatures. Like it was, uh, it was a lot. Yes. The varying <laughs> yes. Are, ah, yes.
1: That was a thing. That was a thing.
0: Yeah, man. I was like, whole. Oh. I'm like, I at one point I felt almost like a scared little kid. Like, you know, when like you lose your parent at the mall where I was like, uh, like I lost all my like everyone I knew. I was like, where am I? And how do I get back? And I recall like doubling back the exact same way I came and not knowing how to leave. Like it was sudden, uh,
1: you're like in an empty, you're like in an empty uh hallway in a vestibule. I wish then it then was empty, yours, bro. I wish it was empty. Into yours, into
0: it was, like, there was just people everywhere. Like, I couldn't see signs. I was like, and, and obviously at this point, I I probably, like, I didn't really eat while I was there. Like, and so I, I got there at 9 a.m. And, like, the lines we discussed,
1: were... We discussed these things on previous episodes. No, no, I'm well
0: aware. I, I know. I know, of course. The, hi- the lines were hella long. And... I was like, man, there's no seating to eat. Like people are like almost, some people are like permanently sat sat down at chairs. Cause like, I'm sure if you're there with like, let's say your kid and your kid's running around and like, maybe you're just not entirely interested. Like maybe you just take a seat on the chair. And I, I saw some of those people doing that. And then, then it is what it is. But I'm like, there's nowhere to eat. Like, I'm not gonna just like pop a squat over here. Also, like I'm like making deals, like, like following up with people that I had conversations with that might've come back to me like so much is going on. So it was probably like two o'clock when like I had this like haze where I was like, I don't know where I am. Like, I, I kind of just like woke up here. I don't know how I got here. Like it was, it was crazy. Like it was, it was actually pretty wild.
1: It's, but, uh, it's, it's, it's the expo tripping. You were yeah. tripping. Oh man. And uh, that, that's a, that's a real thing. We, we talked about so many of these elements on yeah. the previous episodes of cardboard coaches. It could be overwhelming. Oh. And so the turnout was the turnout. I'm sure you would agree was, was pretty big
0: crazy um
1: as you would imagine with uh, they had some pretty cool guests like bret hart that i gained intimate knowledge of being in the same confines as as they were and their lines of people
0: i've never um, seen i never knew that there was such a cult following like like i knew that like like bret hart was big right but oh man, come on. i there were Absolutely. entire families dressed up in like head to toe bret hart gear dude there's like a grown, there was like a, a dude who was like, probably like 55, who was like yeah. borderline in tears meeting a Bret Hart. And I'm like, man, this is like some powerful shit. Oh, Like, this is like, this is crazy stuff right now, man. I was into it.
1: Especially, especially, especially for Canadians. But yeah, you know, so in previous years, you basically had one giant, almost like a hockey arena type of room. And Everything kind of made sense in terms of when you entered and you had the dealers in front of you, you continued onward to some of the, uh, you know, sponsors and large companies like upper deck, eBay, et cetera, um, a main stage where announcements would, would be made and things like that, uh, upper deck doing their promotions, etc. cetera. So this was entirely different. It was in a different hall, uh, at the international center. And so it consisted of a hall and then an extension outward from the hall. Yeah. Uh, which was also a conference center. Now the conference center was important in the sense that, I mean, look, anyone, first of all, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not an an interior decorator, designer, or or engineer. Um, I, I consider myself a creative individual. I think with the space, I could have come up with some other concepts, but you have to trust that there are people involved and paid that put together a concept and that there would be regulations and certain things that lead to things being placed where they are. Yeah. Right. Uh, It was strange that the stage, which usually can play a big part in a big show like the national, right? Because you can have announcements, you can interview an athlete, et cetera. They placed that in the small conference center that I wound up in, which was a very small room, apparently well air conditioned compared to the main areas that was that what it was or.
0: Yeah, no, no, it was it was well, it was yeah. like like almost chilly where you were at. Like it was, it was like hot
1: in the main area. Oh man, the, the
0: main was area awesome. was it was Sweatsville. It was hot, bro. It was hot. So
1: the conference center essentially was an area where they had the stage. Uh, so for example, like I, I saw um, uh, our friend uh, Jay Lee, uh, Jeremy Lee from Sports Card Live, interviewing Jeff Wilson, who was around for a couple of days, poking around and buying hockey, which is great regardless of whether what you think of jeff uh it was nice to see him buying hockey because you figure he's going to pump some hockey that's great for hockey and uh and of course you know uh, the the big lines for autograph signings and in that room you also had a bunch of tables and booths right so um you know originally i was not able to uh find myself uh just uh for a million reasons on the list of people uh obtaining booths i had not kind of taken the uh uh the initiative and those went pretty quickly uh there were a lot of pre pre pre-purchases as well because there there are dealers at the show who've done the show for decades
0: well not to mention like there was like two years worth of people waiting right like i mean like it was like i'm sure that many inquiries happened like during covid and you know what i mean like like because we've been locked down yeah
1: there there are companies and dealers who prepaid in 2019 Yeah. yeah thinking there to be a 2020 edition yes exactly right um and that being said i i I thought there may be a chance that the cardboard coaches would be getting a booth i know and i did have that opportunity as a result of the waiting list now when uh you decided you were going to do your thing um i kind of thought to myself probably is better to be a spectator in that case but kind of had a few things in mind And uh, I did pursue the fact that they were, for the first time in my, in in so much as what I know, offered tables, individual tables, knowing full well that that's not a lot of space. Yeah. Uh, Particularly if you're carrying a lot of inventory, and and based on you know the the type of show experience I had in 2019, not a lot of space. But I wanted to see how that would play out. And so I signed up for a table, and it was kind of funded for me, and uh, it was more kind of like to get that perspective of being behind the table now i thought there would be a layout similar to the previous layouts one big large area yeah and that wasn't the case they shoved a lot of tables and uh i'm gonna get to the booth situation in a second because i love all the dealers i love all the people who are you know out there busting their hump uh it's not an easy ride for four days um to to deal with this kind of stuff everyone thinks it's just uh fun and cards and you just lay out your cards and make some sales, make some trades, but it is a lot of work. And uh, I respect that very much. Uh, but some booths ended up in that conference center as well. And I have to say that was really unfortunate for them because uh, for example, on Saturday and Sunday, there were a lot of people who came by that conference center and said, we had no idea that this area existed. Uh, we were here on, Thursday on the VIP. We were here Friday. We had no idea this area existed. Uh, And that was distressing to hear for people that had paid what they did uh, for a booth. Uh, In my case, I kind of kept a level head and I tried to be the voice of reason and try to uh, keep people calm and just remind them that this is a good time and you got to make the most of it uh, as you can. And it was also cool being, you know, right next to some of the, uh, anytime there was an autograph guest, there was a big rush uh, of people. And, uh, you know, by by Sunday, people were getting word, you know, there's some great deals. And the fact that there's this area that people haven't been hitting up as much as the main hall, the main hall was action packed. Mm-hmm. I went out there a couple times. Crazy times, I heard from the people out there. I am sure that those dealers had their best show ever, potentially. Um, I had a fantastic show excuse me, I had a fantastic show in 2019. And so my experience became very different. I was not, uh, you know, kind of given the same opportunities in terms of buying, which is a big element of being behind the table. People are coming to you. Um, so that was very, very different for me. The volume of sales at the end of the day, I, I was not in a positive in terms of sales because by Sunday, I found I wanted to be making some purchases. Yeah. I made a lot of interesting trades. Again, I did not have, a, I was not a typical experience. I did not have a lot into it. Uh, so that's not kind of the way I was looking at it. Yeah. Any, any money I was making was very quickly turning into something else. Yeah. Um, because you're just surrounded by, a smorgasbord and it's obviously a big opportunity especially for us canadians it's very difficult on ebay a lot of times the stuff you want is coming from the states so
0: tough so and tough you know this, so yeah i was just telling someone today that like man like let's say you're going after like a big ur card and let's say it's like 1500 bucks okay between the taxes that we pay like so before we check out there's like it'll say exactly how many tax how much in tax and like a tax on a 1500 item is probably like 300 bucks you know And then on top of that, there are import fees, whether they're listed on eBay or not. Once they come over the border, there's like a 20% import fee. So you're talking about paying 35% of whatever the sticker price is on eBay. So a thousand dollar card quickly becomes 1350. And that's like your profit. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and typically like, yes, there are eBay steals out there, but like, the very seldom are you going to find an eBay steal that you're not going to have to sit on for a considerable amount of time that like you just increase thirty five percent before it even shows up at your door, you know what I mean? So it's um that's that's what was most appealing for me as as like going into this show is that like there's going to be a lot of unique cards where. I just want to be out there trying to make deals. And, and, and leading up to it, we had gotten a, a submission back, um, right. a rather, a rather large submission along with my SGC sub. So I had a, probably about a, like a thousand slab or sla, a thousand, a hundred slabs, um, it's in a short, one, yeah, yeah. In a short period of time. And, uh, I, you know, I went to a few small shows leading up to it and I just tried to accumulate capital and, and, uh, really, really, really try to like go in there like just as like I'm buying. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like, if I sell anything, that's great, but I'm selling it to buy more. You know what I mean? Like it was very much for me an aggressive um, pursuit and, on acquiring things. And, and it, that had a lot to do with the lack of opportunities here. And we've talked about this for, you know, since, since season one, episode one about the lack of opportunities here versus the States, whether it was COVID related Now it's less to do with COVID related and more to do with just general regulations and, and stuff of that nature. Um, and, and I find specifically like, yes, there's lots of hockey to be found here, but there's, it's, it's kind of scarce with respect to like, I would say upper mid, like upper mid basketball, upper mid baseball, like, as soon as you start getting into like the $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 cards, they are very hard to come by here. And I'm talking about like a $4,000 card at comps. Like I'm not saying someone asking $4,000 for a card that's like probably $2,500. Like I'm talking like if I wanted a Mike Trout rookie card and I lived in the States, I could buy one for 3000 US and it would cost me $25 to ship and it would be at my door in two, three weeks if i want to buy one at a
1: local card store or there you a, go or a local shop.
0: there you go versus like here i can't like I, I can't find i can't find one for the life of me like i go into my local card shops and they don't have much baseball because baseball doesn't really sell down here right so like the what we have available is is kind of scarce and i was like okay well like maybe at a show like this like I can find like a niche dealer maybe, or like a dealer that deals in like, let's say the macro, you know? Cause like, honestly, like baseball's huge. Baseball is gigantic. The most expensive cards of all time are baseball cards. And um, you know, like hopefully I see some respect. And unfortunately I really didn't. I really didn't. There were a few booths that had some promising baseball things, um the,
1: the best baseball booth by the way was right outside the conference center in the hallway
0: which I one are talking you talking
1: know, about was, there was a there was a there were uh there were a, there were guys that had about three four tables lined up on the hallway that had really great baseball stuff mind you talking you are, about doll-
0: maybe dollies is that what you're talking about dollies
1: no 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 they were, no? were they in the hallway
0: yeah uh no they were in the con, they were in the, the main I'm room. talking
1: about right outside the conference mm. Um, but yeah, you, you, you kind of have to look around it, but you're right. There wasn't a ton. I mean, there was, again, it was, it is largely hockey dominated. It is. Yeah.
0: And like, obviously like you see like Bichette's and you see like Vlad's and I'm like, that, like that stuff's great. And like, it makes sense why you would have that stuff. Cause if you had a local card shop, that's the kind of baseball that moves. But I'm like, I'm looking for something like else, you know what I mean? Like else. So,
1: for sure. uh,
0: um, I did like, like the spread on your table because like you had a bunch of stuff, man. And, and, and I mean, I'm yeah. sure that must've been a little challenging for you because like a lot, you, I, you had a lot of stuff, but at the same time, like people didn't really go there for like a lot of stuff. Like some people did, you know what I mean? Like, and, and so I think yeah. that if the average person went to your table, they could definitely find something that intrigued them for
1: sure. I, yeah. I think there were a few people who probably just were pleasantly surprised to pick certain things up. They, they, they didn't plan on. I, yeah. I, I sold some VHS tapes. That's amazing. Uh, while I was there. unreal. Uh, I like to have a big variety. It, it elicits conversation. And again, so one of the big things for me was just being in the community, having conversations. Let me tell you something. One of the, one of the most special things at the show was, and, and I, I was thinking of coming up with a list. I even, I was thinking of it on IG, but I'll forget someone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't want to, but I met so many great people from IG uh, that, that were able to find me uh, in that conference center. And, um, and to hear people mention cardboard coaches and that they, that they were listeners was really uh, special. It was really amazing. And uh, everyone was just, you know, the one thing I pointed out on IG, again, pushing, pushing aside any of the potential to feel negative about the layout and and i do hope they do something about that i don't know why i think it was
0: just a one-off man i think that like Uh, perhaps
1: they'll perhaps they'll return to the hall but this this situation with the the hallway look i did a run through the wednesday before the show it was thursday to sunday and i pretended like i was a spectator yeah and there was no way I was going through that, those doors yeah, uh, into the hallway, unless I had a ticket for an autograph. And as we know, that's a bit of a different breed of collector yeah. slash. I mean, it might not even be a collector. It might be someone who's just there to get an autograph from Bobby Hull or, or, uh or did Dominic hashick end up showing up? Cujo didn't. On I Sunday. I, I
0: think he did,
1: but you know, you, you want to Shane course an autograph that doesn't necessarily mean you want to buy slabs or yeah. wax or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, Hopefully they're, they're going to look at that. I can't imagine.
0: The thing is like, once we got the green light, I do feel like things escalated quite quickly. Um, And I think that, I mean, it was on a different day than it normally is. I think they just kind of like found like a a day that worked and uh, with the demand for tables and, and I just don't think that, I mean, of course it was planned, you know, the, the best well, it's, of, it's of good, their it's, ability. It's going to
1: be a fine, it's going to be a fine line between making people happy. Yes. Um, getting everyone in. And I, I don't, I don't want to be negative because we're, we're so, I'm thankful to have. Yeah. I mean,
0: it was a great, it was a fantastic show,
1: honestly. Always I mean, was, a great experience, but yeah. business is business. And if you can, you know, extend your ways of, of, of bringing in income, that happens. But look, there's going to be feedback coming in. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to inundate uh, the expo crew. And at the end of the day, I was fine with my experience. Cause like I said, it was about interaction. Yeah, It was also an excellent way to get a sense for what people are looking for and to counter any arguments out there about this market's dying or that market is dying. That's exactly I
0: saw- how I felt, bro. Honestly, you know, like this number one, being in there and being like, this is like, I remember in, February or March where everyone was like cards are dead. Like the markets tanked, you know what I mean? Like every, everything is done and like a uh, junk slab era is, is upon us. And there's nothing that's going to hold value and blah, 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 blah. NFTs are going to be more popular than cards, like everything. Right. And then yeah. like six months later, seven months later, eight months later, whatever you see, like all these people, that are there for this. They're all there to have fun with sports cards and, you know, memorabilia. And uh, I just think it's, and it's, it's also part partially why I was like, I have all the faith in the world to go like balls deep into this, like into this hobby. You know what I mean? Like there's, and that's why I was like in full buying mode. Cause I'm like, man, like people, we love this shit. Like, and, and this is what we've been holding on to through all these like dark times in COVID. And, you know, yes, there's like a certain aspect where like making money is good and all that, all the other jazz, but like ultimately like the collectors in us, um, are, are what gonna, are gonna make this pull through no matter what happens, man. Like no matter what happens. Yep. And it's, it was.
1: Passionate. It's a passionate community.
0: Yeah, man. It was, it was honestly really special to be a part of, um, yeah. I mean, like, kind of like you mentioned, it was, I just, I want, I wanted to be there for the interactions. I mean, I too, uh, I want to take a time to thank everyone that came up to me. Like there was a lot of times where people came up to me like, Oh, you're coach Co." I was like, wow, Holy crap. You know what I mean? Like this is wild. And it was super surreal. Um, I, I loved talking to so many people and I loved, uh, you know, I, I've met a lot of people that I normally talk to on Instagram or I, you know, you, you throw like clapping emojis at like when they post a cool card and then you're like, holy shit, like you're like so-and-so in person, you know? So it was a really, truly an experience for me to get to know a lot of, uh, you all. And I, I absolutely love that. So I was like, man, this is, it was an experience. Um, I don't know if I regret not doing the four days, uh, cause I only did one. I did the Saturday um i unfortunately had i was working nonstop leading up to it and um honestly just doing the saturday i was exhausted on so, like i must have slept all day sunday and uh even monday tuesday i was kind of like out of it yeah, like it was it's, just it's a lot like it's a lot it's draining talking to soul
1: how it was after four days man That and that's, that's
0: why days. i and that's why i knew i couldn't do it bro that's why i knew i couldn't do it because i was like so only, four,
1: it's only one day shows for for co four if days it's, bro it's like upsetting.
0: i give my energy when i have when i'm in in something like i i don't know how to do anything half ass like i i try to give it everything so like conversations i'm like into it with people you know like Deals. I'm like, let's let's get this thing done. Like, I on Saturday, I went from 9 a.m. like when I got there, um until like I said, probably about like three, three thirty. But like, no eating, no drink, like no drinking water. Like it was madness. I left. You gotta, you gotta play, I know, I know. I left at three. I was carrying so much shit as as it is though, man. I was like, man, this is brutal. Like I definitely should have brought a backpack with some something in it for sure. Uh, we left. I went to Zets, which, by the way, if you haven't been to Zets, this is not a sponsorship. But my god, is it good! Um, whew, there's a restaurant right by the the uh, convention center. Incredible. Um, well, look,
1: I had my I had my firehouse subs. That was there. My, you go. Uh, there you that go. That was my number one priority.
0: There you go. <laughs> and then I get home. It's probably like five o'clock. It takes about an hour and a half with all the traffic to get back. Um, and a buddy of mine calls and he's like, do you like, are you going to the trade night? Like, um, because it was a trade night after the show, um, sponsored by relics. And it was, it's good. But uh, besides the point, I was like, man, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm literally like about to sit on my ass. Like I had my feet. I just put my feet. I must've got home five minutes before this phone call comes through. Okay. My buddy Rob. And, um, I'm like, you know, like, I don't really have a ride up there, and I unfortunately, but fortunately, Rob lives across the street from me, and he's like, "Bro, I'll drive you." So I was like, "Ah oh, man, like, do I go? Do I go? Do I go?" So I went, and I was there from probably like six thirty until like eleven forty five, bro. Like, like, and I might be, I might, I might have been before that I left, but it was a full day. Like, it was a. Full full day and well one thing that i had issues with at the show was because it was so busy it was very challenging to have unless you were just straight up buying something from a dealer it was very hard to have like a negotiation because like every time you would have a negotiation there would be like three people that come to the table And they would be like looking at stuff and like, obviously a dealer needs to be vigilant. Um, People asking, yeah, yeah, people are asking about prices, right? Like, Oh, what's your lowest on this? Right. Like, and specifically like I brought a lot of stuff to like potentially sell slash trade, like I said, to, to, to kind of pull into something else. And so as like a a dealer is like looking at my stuff, they put it down like halfway through. And like, even if they pick something out that they wanted, like it was next to impossible for that dealer to look up comps on the spot. Right. Um, and so I just found it really challenging to like, have like those like nitty gritty deals, like where you're like, you don't like the person across from you doesn't necessarily really want to deal. And like, you don't really, really want to deal, but like, you know, that there's some mutual interest. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so like the trade night was kind of good for that because I, I did, I did, move, like, I did have a lot of like moves in that trade night because it was a little bit more in- intimate. Um, So like there were just, it was like two different shows for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, but also because it was so intimate, there was like way more like deep, like Negotiating going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Where did, it, oh. where
1: did it take place? In one of the one of the conference centers, or it
0: was at um, one where of where it? was it? It was at a that was at the hotel right. conference center. It was at the right. uh, Sheridan, I think, So uh, I four see. Four Points Sheridan. Right, right. And um, so it was like right beside the convention center. Like we literally picked up two people that were at the convention center, who were just leaving, and then we went straight there. But um, yeah, so for me, it was literally like two different shows, and like both I thoroughly enjoyed but both were like equally exhausting and uh, I don't know if I need to condition myself much like working out, you know, like, like, like building up to it. Um, or like, I need to sit in a quiet room for a week before so that I save it all up for those four days,
1: but uh, I will, I will come up. Yeah. Yeah. I will come up with a game plan. It gets easier as you uh, as you as you as you do more shows because it's overwhelming, man. You're surrounded by what you love. Um, you know, very quickly you get off any sort of list that you may have that's physical or in your head goes out the window as soon as you start seeing certain things. It's like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I do need a Tony Esposito rookie card right now. You know, it's it's just these things start popping up left and right because you're just surrounded by. Uh, everyone showing off their wares and yeah just just again everyone was very positive everyone was very pleasant I think I I'm gonna any... mind <laughs> you n- having not been in the main area you know I I certainly didn't have to deal with any of the more more nasty stuff that can happen sometimes people shortchanging you yeah um, some sketchy sketchy behavior because in that small small room we were in that n- nothing like that was going on
0: yeah, so, uh, I, happen
1: I, yeah. To be, I happen to be next to a, uh, an individual that uh, you know, there's dealers that have been doing this for a long time. They do every show that there is, not just big shows. They're older guys. And they have a lot of stock that maybe they haven't they been updating with, with the boom. And that certainly was going on. That, that was something that drew people into the room I was in as well. Uh, and I, I certainly got, got in on that uh, as well. Uh, and everyone was just pleasant. And uh, the dealers were great. There's a few guys, you know, that are a little um, moody uh that that tend to be the guys that i you know they're the guys i always see i don't necessarily know their names some of them i know their names but they don't need to be mentioned that uh kind of come in like someone uh someone took a poop in their cereal in the morning but you know that's just that's not everyone's supposed to be a ray of bright sunshine but everyone was civil everyone was nice uh and it was good to see I saw so many kids. I saw so many uh, females. Yeah. Yeah. Not just being dragged behind. Uh, yeah. You know, or uh, or moping in the corner. I saw a lot yeah. of moms with their kids. Um, and th- listen, there's new entrants in the lobby still. 100%. Today. And
0: yeah. I-,
1: I thought I saw a, ve- a very diverse uh, group of people versus what we were seeing five, six years ago, which I think makes sense to me, given the popularity and the boom yeah um maybe next year's expo will kind of be the ultimate
0: uh experience
1: of how things are going yeah in terms of will attendance drop off will it continue to grow we shall i mean i
0: i guess i i guess that's we can talk about that right now and we can talk about How, how
1: will the organizers adjust with you know nft markets and things like that will that become a part of this uh and and draw even more people in that sort of thing. Right. So,
0: well, we can talk about in order to address that, we can kind of talk about where we were a year ago today, like almost like on day one of like the first podcast and where we're at now. And, you know, maybe some of the things we talked about, and then now like how our mantras and mindsets have changed. Right. So at least for myself on day one, I was buying a lot of Bowman first of guys that I thought were going to get traded to a, you know a team at the deadline um i found a lot of the the stuff that i subbed um that weren't like the hottest rookie for instance like i mean like we're talking like lewis roberts and uh, Bo Bichette's and like all, that's your standard rookies um were like in the baseball well first of all like that's in itself like a majority of my sub was baseball to be honest um and that's because I was and still am really into baseball, but I found that stuff doesn't move down here. Do you know what I mean? So that's something that like moving forward, if I'm buying baseball, I'm buying baseball strictly for me. And like, yes, you can list it on eBay and stuff. But like, I mean, the same reason why we don't like buying from the States, they don't like buying from us. Do you know what I mean? Like why why pay someone on a $50 slab, let's say, or a $80 slab? why would you pay $15 in shipping or $13 in shipping when you can get it for like six bucks shipping and not have to deal with duties and it takes forever. And I find that has a lot to do with it too, is the taking forever part. Uh, People really want to make moves or they really want to have that card, especially if the guy's playing well right now and that's why you're selling, they want to have it so that they can keep riding it and potentially like make a profit on that. Right. So um, I know moving forward, at least for myself, if I'm subbing baseball or if I'm buying baseball, it's going to be stuff that I truly like, I want to hold on to, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily because I think I can make a play on it because I find that baseball plays are tough to make here. Like under the right circumstances, like I was moving like Bryce Harper's cause he just won an MVP, but like how often are you going to pick the MVP winner of next year? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, especially if it's not one of like the big three, like or big four rather like young studs right. it's it's um it's tough right so um and especially with like the changing of the guard in the mlb uh so yeah at least for myself mlb stuff i find is just going to be pc um unless it's like stuff that like blue jay stuff basically that i know that i can move down here that i get for a relatively good good price uh, what like what's something that you you know, targeted before and that you maybe had a different outlook on?
1: Well, I'm not necessarily going to say that there's much different for me over the course of a year. A lot of what you're mentioning comes with, you know, having um, having a different perspective and yeah. and a deeper knowledge is representative of a large chunk of the hobby and the people that came in over the past year yeah. or two. Right. You know, there there were uh, I, I don't want to insult anyone who was around that i wasn't aware of but there wasn't a lot of online content such as ours and we are you know kind of a small fish in this growing uh, ocean yeah um that was not available a few years back so there's a huge advantage in a way uh, for anyone coming in right about now or in the past year where you have these resources where you start to to grow a, a deeper knowledge much faster you know it you know, if I if I came up in the late 80s, 90s, it, it was, you know, every year collecting slowly, building up knowledge, reading Beckett magazines, then the Internet comes along and yeah. reading message boards. But people can go much faster right now. And, and I think we are seeing, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing the knowledge base grow and that translates to pricing and, and the way people approach grading and this sort of thing. There's rapid change in that sense and yeah you know, that's kind of what you're feeling as well as you have a different perspective on things in terms of what you were going for yeah what the potential for certain things are 100 right? and of course it depends on if are you a collector are you an investor are you a dealer are you all three things yeah yeah, which yeah most of us not most of us but many of us are yeah we're all collectors hopefully at the base yeah. uh, oh 100
0: I mean, you know what i mean like there's like i and get a big they're I... learning
1: even those people are learning
0: right now oh for sure uh, well, I mean, for instance, like, and we'll talk about this for two seconds. Uh, Jeff Wilson talked about like a few days ago that he bought uh, a LeBron James refractor PSA 10 at the peak. So he oh, paid
1: the big loss. Yeah. He
0: paid 218,000, I think for it us. And right now, I mean, one just sold for 96. So like, I mean, and he learned like, do you know what I mean? Like, listen, it doesn't just go up infinitely. Like I just oh, okay. took a massive L on this, like, and it just kind of, it kind of speaks to the knowledge of the people who are in the market. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause like yeah. to, to, to know, I mean, it's more of an impossible to know, but at the very least, like to not have that happen to them, do you know what I mean? Like, and so it's just, it is, you're, you're entirely right. And like the people who are new or, the people who joined, you know, just before COVID, during COVID, slightly after COVID, like they, they're getting, they're, they're taking their licks right now and they're learning a lot from it. And they're, you know, like you said, perhaps growing, you know, much faster than people did in the past. Right. Like. um,
1: And uh, you know, not to mention again, having, sorry, I apologize for the, problems, the, the, the perspective in terms of the fact that, you know, for people that have been around for a while, there are so many parallels now being drawn and compared to the previous boom and bust. And that doesn't mean there has to be another bust. And, and there's so many elements there. I, I like getting into that conversation. And it's a whole big conversation that could be separate about what was going on in sports and in society and with the people running the hobby. That's yeah. important uh, because that's the part that that's the only part where I have a concern. Is uh, we're not learning our lessons from our leaders, which apparently is happening in politics and just about every subject, everywhere. But we don't have to go into a bust the way that it did in the late '90s, '00s. Um, but you know, we we have that now as a source to look back on, because you, you didn't have that back in the day. Yeah. And we have people that genuinely want to see this keep going for a variety of reasons, right? Like if there's always going to be that level, that chunk that is in it for the money, and they just want to get in and get out. Yeah. But there's still those people that want to get, they want it to be consistent. They, they, even if, even if money is the primary concern, you still want it to be healthy and consistent. You
0: still
1: want want people having a good experience. Right. And, and so that, that's, that's important. Uh, and, and that's like for me as someone who's been around so long that's that's what I'm keeping an eye on in terms of uh, and, and I don't see other than again other than the people we seem to be choosing as our quote-unquote leaders they're certainly not my leaders um, that's the only concern I have but there are outlets that are going to keep that in check right yeah. we've talked about some of the accounts that 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 are out there that could potentially keep those sort of things in check and you know who the who watches the Watchmen? I don't know, but at least we have Watchmen. Um, and you know, other than that, I'm I'm ripping a lot less. I'm, Are you?
0: I feel like the last few weeks you've been ripping, bro. Hold up. I feel like you have been ripping a lot though.
1: You know that's that's stress relief ripping, <laughs> and, and as a result of acquiring a lot of work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine because, like, listen, but I'm
1: stacking. I'm stacking more than ever. And again, there's there's reasons for that. Um, especially, I mean, even though it's a modern era, man, these boxes that are, you know, uh, what are they? The baseball card exchange, uh, wrapped, uh, graded, eighty six tops, eighty seven. To- like again, let's let's not lose sight of the fact that we think print runs are high now. You got to go back in time a little bit. So modern stuff that's getting ripped left and right by breakers, modern stuff that people are, are, are breaking that, to, to get that, those big dollar cards are going to be drying up. Um, there are certain products, there are certain years, there are certain sports. You cannot deny the amount of talent and the potential. Yeah, and One really safe way of investing, rather than looking for that one specific baseball card out of 2021 Bowman Chrome, for example, is to invest in Bowman Chrome itself. Right. And everyone wants to make David young guns. It's going to get harder and harder to, it's not going to be the case 30, 40 years from now. Like it was with the stuff that was going on in the eighties and nineties, where you find warehouses full. I've been
0: saying this, bro. Like I've literally, I'm like people it's, first of all, the print runs weren't, aren't even close. Like, especially in like the, not like the non boom years, like I'm going to go ahead and call like, like 2017 onward is like a boom year. Like if it's before that, chances are like the, the print runs like a third or like half. Do you know what like, I mean? Like it's and, yeah. you, and you on know, top like, of that, like people, people are stuff. burying their stuff. Like people are right. like they're holding that
1: shit. Like they they know very well like the value that they have. And yeah, like you those, know, like P, Patrick Patch Brian, P Ryan collection opens up his closet on a live and you see what he's got. Um, and I, you know, I, I told you, I wanted to bring this up, this, this power cube from Walmart. Yes, bro. So my, I don't know if you participated in Black Friday, but I was very confused because Walmart convinced me that Thursday night, they were going to put OPG Platinum on sale, those blasters for 15 bucks. They were gone. They were there. They were gone there
0: during the, they were the, yeah, during the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But
1: all that was left was some of these, which I never, I've never found in the wild.
0: Bro, those Just- are my bread and butter, man. And I say that very loosely because I only ever ripped two of them. But I was was successful. This
1: is MJ Holdings, which works closely with Upper Deck. I'd never found them in the wild. I ordered two; they're all gone now. And lo and behold, one of them shows up with this pack. I don't know if you can see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, man. That's 2015.
1: So let me tell you about this pack. Now, what I'm hearing, and you were the first to alert me to this, you pulled a Svechnikov. I pulled a beautiful Svechnikov, by the way. 1819. It's Uh, I pulled a Svech that gemmed, bro. So people are pulling young guns out of these. And I was surprised because I expected that these were the leftovers when someone had gone through all the packs and gotten the young guns. But what I'm hearing is because MJ Holdings works closely with upper deck, they wouldn't want to mess around too much. That word of mouth would get out. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a McDavid. No, I think the, uh, the hockey pack project, uh, on, on Instagram, what a great account, by the way, they post sealed. They, they sealed uh, retail hobby, uh, special releases, tins. And it goes way back. And uh, it's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. I believe it's called the Hockey Pack Project. Uh, he pulled a McDavid checklist out of one of these. So there's young guns in there. Um, but what, what, what I find interesting is how you can kind of play with this is, you know, graded packs are a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, slabbed packs are a thing. Um, people get these and they break them. I watch them on YouTube. I right, um, this may be a pack that I might want to consider getting slab. It is the McDavid rookie year. Yeah. Um, so that may be a play on this, rather than just ripping this and hoping for that one and whatever. I don't do math, but whatever that chance is of acquiring that one young gun out of fifty. Yeah. Um, in so many packs. Assuming,
0: so, assuming that that pack is a young gun, right. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: for all it could, know, it right? could
0: be a young gun in the other pack. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like in the, the, the one that's not 2015, 16.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, that, that's an interesting play. They were 25 bucks each. I probably should have ordered more. Had I known uh, the other cube has a 1617 series one. And to tell you the truth, that would be a lovely, not only would that be a lovely thing to uh, to have as an investment, but to put on display a 1617 series one and a 15 16 series one pack slabbed yeah regardless of the grade and I don't even know how they grade these foil packs most seem to come back at 10 um, that's a nice little display that's, that's cool. a nice investment yeah all from a $50 Walmart investment of a repack which I find interesting
0: told you those things are but fire. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd say I mean that's the only thing is now I have a stash of wax that's that's pretty new. Because it used to be, and again, I think a lot of people might be transitioning to things like that. You can't now go grab your wax boxes, pull out your rookies and grade them. That's gone. Those data are gone. Uh, PSA is coming back. Um, Listen, I have a whole box full of graders that uh, I mentioned I'm putting together and I'm being very lazy about it, but I need to get an order out to SGC for a million reasons. I want to give them a go and get some slabs of some certain things in. Yeah. Uh, but PSA is apparently coming back. We still don't know what the details are.
0: Um, so I got like a little like, so, you know, Canada grading. Yes. So they posted a story yesterday. I noticed with, that. I noticed. With their updated pricing uh-huh. and they and they have regular on it.
1: Yeah. But what, what they wrote down as regular, I assumed was like a, a baseline express versus, because it was super express and then it was regular. No,
0: they have, no, no, there's a, there's super express express. No, they, they don't have super express on their, on their price sheet.
1: So what were they charging for the regular?
0: 160 Canadian, which means that, so, well, that which means a regular would be a hundred dollars U S probably most likely.
1: You you, so you, you figure that's where we're headed is a hundred dollars for the yeah. lowest level. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. There were I those, do. Yeah. You
1: know, hoping for a, say 50 or something in that range.
0: I just, uh, the thing is, if you do 50, I think it, what they want to do is they want to keep demand low for like the people who want to slab stuff. That's great. Like, this is just another option. Let's say you have a card that like, you don't really care if it takes three, four months to come back to you, but like you want to pay significantly less. Maybe you have like eight cards that are in the range I think they're very particular right now about the range, the price range, like the up to range. Does that make sense? Because. so then it, does,
1: it a, does it become a situation where your lower end is going to be going to CSG and SGC and H dare I say HGA? Maybe
0: like, because I think that it's the regular, the bonus to regular is the fact that like, it's like anything under a thousand dollars and so, like, if you have some of those bubble cards that you're like, I'm just going to wait for express or uh, for value. There's no point because it's going to get bumped up. You know what I mean? So, like, right. unless, it, unless it doesn't gem, in which case, like, you're shit out of luck. So, like, it, you actually lose both ways because, like, you've been waiting for a, a value submission and it comes back lower than you anticipated. You know what I mean? And this way this gives you the option where, like, let's say I have a, let's say it's $150 card. I spent a hundred dollars to grade it. Now it gets up to like 600, like like maybe that's a, but it takes two, three months to do it. Like maybe that's a play versus, you know, if if it's a $250 card, I put 150 into it goes into 200. Like I'm, I'm losing some profits there. Right. Like, I don't know. know.
1: At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's going to be a very different game and we're getting to that point. And again, this is just relating back to this issue of people getting more knowledge, getting, you know, receiving the commentary from, from certain outlets like, uh, uh, Luca, Tiger, LeBron.
0: Yeah. Why can I
1: not, it's, it's funny how the cartel is completely out of touch with the most popular and, and, and I'll give it to them and, and, and great content creators out there. Um, but, but, but those guys, the Luca nation guys, um, card ladder, all these wonderful things, people are gaining more knowledge, becoming more aware. And now, with grading. And and at a show, Brendan, at a show, it's you and your skills and your knowledge, really, at the end of the day, when you're making all the trades, when you're buying, when you're selling, when you're strategizing, it's kind of like poker, right? In the sense that you might get lucky. Okay. So I had a a booth mate that had someone that perhaps, I want to start getting into it, but this person may have had Some sort of mental issue, but you know they they come across something huge and they buy it for next to nothing. There's always the element of luck in this card game. Could be pack luck, yeah. It could be uh, table luck, yeah. So many grade luck. I can't believe this is a ten. How did this ten? Yeah, just terrible because then that just kind of leads people to believe it's a lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's luck, but at the end of the day, ninety percent of it has to be skill. Yeah. Right? And and that skill is represented by the knowledge and, and the way you make your plays. You've been making some great ones lately. Now, that being said, Brendan, I, I, I've got to get to the next phase of the day, which involves uh, this gentleman. I Bruce love Lee. hearing that. It's his birthday. Um, For those of uh, you um, who can't see visually, it's Bruce Lee. And you remember, we discussed this with Yamwax. We did. Uh, we did. 66 Green Hornet. It's in a PSA, very low pop. Um, why do I prefer it over the one that just like is a picture of him and says Kato? Because what do you think when I say Bruce Lee, Brendan? Karate. What do you think? Right. You think of chop sake and a yeah. kick to the face. and That's what I think of. So that's why I picked that up. But that being said, yes, the cartel is in a bit of a time crunch here.
0: Nothing wrong um, with that.
1: But great that we discussed, uh, the show it was a big deal. We I'm got excited. some plans for next week. Is that right, Brendan?
0: We do. We do it. Uh, you know, fingers crossed, but we should have some, uh, Very special guests on the show, but team, I hope you guys enjoyed having us back. I know we enjoyed being here. Um, Let's start season two, shall we? Have yourselves a wonderful rest of your day. Coach Co out. Peace.